Broadcasting from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060, Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2, Scottsdale, Phoenix. It's now time to enter the Sports Zone with your host, Bob Kemp. We just gave it away. We played 28 minutes of terrific football and two minutes of terrible football. We've got the ball. Let's see what we can do with it to start the half. Trying to do something here with Christian McCaffrey. Got a bruising block from Brandon Ayuk. Got another from Ray Ray McLeod. Turned it into a touchdown. It's a 65-yard lightning strike from McCaffrey. 1-1. And Altuve rips it deep to left field. And that is over the monster. A two-run home run and a cycle for Jose Altuve. One out top of the eighth inning. Here's Julio Rodriguez, the stretch and the pitch. Swing and a fly ball. Deep to left field. Way back going and going and goodbye baseball. Julio Rodriguez with a three-run blast. And the pitch. Seager swings and belts one. Deep right center field. That ball is crushed. That ball is history. A first pitch ringing two-run homer for Corey Seager. And it's 2-0 Rangers in the first. Still without a hit in this series. And there goes one. The polar bear launches a home run out to left. And it's 6-1 New York. That's his 44th, and that's going to do it for Ryan Nelson. Projection breaks down, and time runs out. Down goes Rodgers in the sack for Leonard Floyd. New this year, and after spending three years with the Rams, the former first-round pick of the Bears, and now Rodgers sits down. A loss of 10 on the play, and hopefully... The Jets are thinking that's the only loss on that play. First pitch to Donaldson. He is a high fly, deep left field. Back goes De La Cruz. Bye-bye baseball. Josh Donaldson, the bringer of rain, brings it here at American Family Field, and the Brewers have a 2-1 lead. Dial 602 1060 That's 602-260-1060. Or tweet the show at KDUSAM1060. And now, here's your sports own guide, Bob Kemp, on KDUSAM1060. Welcome to the Wednesday, September 13th edition of the Sports Zone. Not just the news and scores, the news and scores with analysis. In today's Sports Zone, right here on KDUS AM 1060 and Castlux HD 2 100.7, the 49ers, should they be number one in NFL power rankings? The AL West, who wins? The Diamondbacks, why did they lose another game to the lowly Mets? The Jets, would you bet on them now? The uh, Brewers, Let's see, uh, are they actually the Brewers? Are they the biggest threat to the Braves? Not just in the National League, but in baseball. And what else caught your eye since our last show? Here's today's schedule lineup on the show, which is the most informative sports talk Monday through Friday. In moments, we'll have the introduction to today's pipeline. 9.15 or so around Major League Baseball. We'll have a stretch run update with Zach Kreiser of Yahoo Sports. 9.30, interactive action at 602-260-1060. And also the local roundup, 
That will include a little bit on the Cardinals and Giants, a little you know, week two game update on that from the Giants side of things, and also a Diamondbacks and Mets rewind from last night. And then the final segment of the Sports Zone will be the National Roundup. That will include um, a little bit from rip from the headlines and a couple of things from baseball last night. Then after the Sports Zone from 10 to noon, it's the Extra Point hosted by Kayla. That will include more phone call time, among many things. On to the pipeline we go. Time for today's Pipeline, where the host reveals the hot topics for discussion. And we start with the KDUS poll question at KDUS1060.com. Today's question is, should the 49ers be ranked number one in NFL power rankings? And Kayla is here on this Wednesday and has the early returns. I do, and yes, leading the way at 100% of the vote. Whoa. Okay, well, the 49ers went from fourth to first this week. And the USA Today Power Rankings, authored by Nate Davis, who, of course, joined this show on Monday, uh, in the, this hour on Monday in the Sports Zone. Uh, so Nate has them now number one. I kind of thought that might happen after we talked with Nate on uh, Monday morning. Meanwhile, today's Twitter poll question, who wins the National League West? Houston, Seattle, or Texas? I use those in alphabetical order. Those are not the current standings, but I use them in alphabetical order there. Kayla, what do we have here? Houston. 57.1% of the vote, Seattle, 28.6%, and Texas pulling up the rear at 14.3% of the vote. This is on Twitter at KDUS AM 1060. The Astros, even after losing the last two nights at home to the last place athletics, they still lead the division at 82 and 64. They're followed by Texas at 80 and 64, and uh, the Seattle Mariners are sitting at 80 and 65. Meanwhile, on the local front, the Diamondbacks are 1-4 this season against the lowly Mets. Torrey Lovello's team has excelled against teams below 500 for much of the season, but not against Buck Showalter's struggling team. What was most disturbing during the Diamondbacks' 7-4 loss last night to the lowly Mets? Meanwhile, spanning the globe, well, we got five national television games with Zach Wilson at least as of right now, as the, uh, the Jets' starting quarterback. Five more national televised game with the Jets. Okay. Uh, there was certainly plenty of Tom Brady talk yesterday, uh, not surprisingly on WFAN Radio in New York. I, that wasn't surprising. But I was a little bit surprised it was mentioned during NFL's, uh, the NFL live show on ESPN yesterday. Uh, it was not necessarily quickly shot down. But sort of shot down, and then Brady has since really quickly shot that down. On the betting market, after the Aaron Rodgers injury, the Jets have gone from uh, the odds to win the Super Bowl have gone from 18 to 1 to 40 to 1, roughly, consensus wise. I just kind of used a small sampling of two or three you know, prominent sports books in the world. And then uh, the week two line, the Jets went from three point underdogs at Dallas to nine and a half point underdogs this week at Dallas. Are you willing to bet on the Jets at 40 to 1 to win the Super Bowl or would you be willing to take the plus 9 and a half this week at Dallas? Meanwhile, back to Major League Baseball we go. The Milwaukee Brewers offense much improved since the trade deadline to go with an already deep pitching staff which has improved of late with the impressive healthy return of Brandon Woodruff. So, 
are the Bra- the Brewers, excuse me, are the Brewers the biggest threat in the National League to uh, beat the Braves? The Braves, of course, used to be in Milwaukee before they moved to Atlanta. So kind of a Milwaukee question there, which I hadn't thought of until just now. Also, in addition to all these excellent questions and topics, what else caught your eye since our last show? Which was all the way back to yesterday. That is today's pipeline. We will get to all, and we've had rain since yesterday. How about that? What a concept. Uh, we'll get to all these tremendous topics and much more during today's sensational radio program. Anything else on your mind falls into the general discussion category. So whether it's from the pipeline or a sports topic on your mind, 602-260-1060. Or you can tweet the show at KDUSAM1060 or Twitter.com slash KDUS. Try that again. Or uh, Twitter.com slash KDUSAM1060. Okay. Basically, the only rules are accuracy and objectivity. If you violate those rules, or if you sound like I did in that last sentence, uh, you will be the target of this. Coming up next, Corey Welvin News Update. That will be followed by around Major League Baseball. We haven't talked baseball in this segment for three weeks, maybe four. It's been a while. Uh, we'll answer our two uh, you know, baseball questions in that pipeline we just read. Zach uh, And much more with Zach Kreiser from Yahoo Sports. So stay tuned for that in the next segment. Once again, at the bottom of the hour, phone call time. General discussion, 602-260-1060. Plus the local roundup taught by some Diamondbacks and Mets analysis from last night. You're listening to Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLUX HD2 100.7. fans this is the rooster join me all day sunday as no huddle will be broadcasting live and giving away prizes from social tap located in the heart of old town scottsdale on the corner of stetson and Drinkwater. welcome back to the sports zone with bob kemp on kdus am 1060 i'm playing the ray manzarek piano here on my desktop on my uh my table here uh so Good, good, good rejoiner music there. Uh, of course, KDUSA M1060 and KSLUX HD2 100.7, your home of the Dan Patrick Show, live Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. The Major League Baseball regular season has 18 days remaining out to the KDUS hotline we go. Uh, to break down uh, the American League West and a little on the NL wild card race, and uh, I'm guessing maybe some more. Uh, we're now joined in the sports zone by Zach Kreiser of Yahoo Sports. And Zach, always good to have you. Over the uh, last few weeks, I've actually been most intrigued by watching the seemingly daily changing uh, American League West. And, and let's start with the Astros, um, who oddly the last two nights have lost at home with Framber Valdez and Justin Verlander on the mound against, against Oakland. They're now 37-37 and 37 at home this year, the Astros are. What the heck's going on there? Yeah, it's pretty weird. Those Oakland scores were, uh, I will admit, I refreshed my browser page just to make sure that something wasn't messed <laughs> up. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if you saw, there, there was a story in the Athletic by Chandler Rome that 
is the only explanation I've seen at all for the home struggles, which is uh, some of the players think the batting eye in Houston might be uh, a little harder to see this year than hmm. usual or, or maybe evolved in some way that's made it harder to hit in Houston. Although, you know, the thing about that, as someone in the article pointed out, the opposing team has to hit there. Too. <laughs> so that's true. It's not, uh, it's not a home only issue. And so I don't think there's necessarily any fundamental flaw with the Astros where they can't hit at home. I don't think it's, I don't even know that it'll continue. Uh, obviously, being a great road team, which they have to be to get to their overall 82-64 and 64 record, that's pretty hard to do, too. So I- I'm not sure if you can take much from that. I-, I haven't looked into whether maybe their opponents have been more difficult at home. That's certainly a possibility. That's just the way their schedule shakes out. They've played better teams at home so far. But uh, it- it's pretty weird, and it's still... It feels inevitable every year that Houston's somehow going to rise to the top of this division, and and this year has been uh, less inevitable than usual. So the yeah. Rangers and Mariners have been making these huge, you know, swings and winning streaks to try to get up to the top, but Houston's still uh, temporarily holding it down. Okay, I'll get to the uh, Rangers and Mariners in a minute. Let, let's stick with the Astros for one more, at least one more question here. You know, what do they need to do more more consistently? What do they need to be you know, better at on a consistent level to win the division? I, I mean, I think they're just a little less deep than they have been in previous years. Uh, you know, you look at that lineup, and it, it approximated what we think of as the Braves lineup now for, you know, ever since 2017, it's been this murderer's row of, every single hitter is above average, and they really can't say that this year. Uh, Jose Abreu has been better lately, but that signing has not worked out the way they probably envisioned. He, he's kind of hit the wrong side of the aging curve at exactly the wrong time for them. Uh, postseason hero last year, Jeremy Pena, again, better lately, but not exactly taking the huge leap forward that they probably had hoped. And they're still kind of trying to figure out the outfield rotation beyond the obviously great Kyle Tucker and Wright. Uh, They're circling through Chaz McCormick, Jake Myers. And there was a bit of a controversy about this, too, about why Chaz McCormick is not playing every day necessarily. Uh, He has by far the best OPS plus and the overall best hitting line. And I guess maybe the thought is – that he doesn't bring as much on defense as Jake Myers does. But I, I think there's a real question to be asked there about why he doesn't get total, complete playing time there. Uh, but it's, you know, it's a tough needle to thread. They're, they're still relying heavily on Jose Altuve and Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker, which is a great top three to have. And I think it pretty much comes down to they're not, the world beaters that they have been largely because they don't have quite the same number of strong everyday, definitely great regulars. As a baseball fan, I certainly understand the importance of defense, but as a Chaz McCormick fantasy owner, I wanted to play every day. (laughs) So there we go. All right. Uh, Texas has been in first place uh, for the most days of any team in the American league West. 
but they, they actually look kind of cooked before this current four-game winning streak, including wins the last couple of days at Toronto. Away from the obvious Matt Scherzer injury situation right now, you know, wh- why is Bruce Bochy's team kind of faded here, uh, say, after you know, pretty much August the 1st? Yeah, they really had uh, an everything is going right for them season up until exactly when you said August 1st. It, it seemed like other than Corey Seager missing a little bit of time, they just everything was great. Uh, since then, you know, they've hit a rough patch, and I think it's feasible that they will pop back up like they are right now and kind of level off at a reasonable place where they make the playoffs, but maybe don't run away with this division. They have an injury right now to Adolis Garcia. Josh Young has been out for a little bit. Uh, and you're just seeing some regression from, from other guys. Ezekiel Duran hasn't been as good filling in this time around as he was early in the season when Corey Seager was out. And their their bullpen has struggled a little bit recently, and I think that was the, the weakness of the team Coming into the season, they, they did some things to try to address that, but it hasn't necessarily worked as well as they would hope. Uh, we saw Max Scherzer get lit up against the Astros. They had a, a very bad series against the Astros, which I, I think kind of accentuated the feeling of doom around that team. But they need to, to get Nathan Eovaldi fully back into the groove of things. He was out with an injury for a while. I think we don't know what the Max Scherzer injury situation is. That could be a very big deal for them. But uh, if Evaldi can be back fully healthy and they can just kind of level off with uh, find their level in the bullpen and in the lineup, I, I think this is a playoff team. It just really took a dive there for a little bit. Okay, so the Mariners. Good starting pitching. Julio Rodriguez is really good. Uh, but they have they've had several long stretches of being really good, but then lately here they've had some stretches of not being good at all. You know why the wild swing and stretches were kind of both ways in in Seattle? I think a lot of it comes down to you know they're kind of a uh, a half team that they have an amazing pitching staff, and the pitching has been pretty consistent. You you will occasionally get a you know injury interruption where they have to go with. Uh, you know, I think it was an opener and then bolt guy, Luke Weaver, and it's like, well, they're not going to win that game. And they, I don't think they did. So it's, you know, you'll have those occasional moments of if the pitching staff can't carry them, they're really up a creek. And for a while, they had that offense going strong because Julio was the hottest hitter on earth. The Oscar Hernandez was having his best stretch of the year. J.P. Crawford has been really good this year. Pretty much throughout, Eugenio Suarez was hitting. Cal Raleigh's been hot lately. So, the hot streak came with the offense having more than just a couple of contributors at any given time. And it wasn't likely that they were all going to stay hot the rest of the season. And they haven't there. Some of them have cooled back off. And so you're back to a Mariners team that is sort of hot and cold based on where they are in rotation. If a pitcher has a bad game, if a pitcher's hurt, you know, we saw the, the George Kirby game where, he felt like he was out of gas after six innings, went back out for the seventh. They blew that game, and, you know, he was frustrated after the game and, and said as much. So 
I I think it really comes down to they don't have necessarily the balance to be able to rely on their offense on nights when the pitching doesn't have it. So you end up with some, some pretty wild swings. So bottom line, who wins the American League West? I I am going to take the Mariners. I, I know that kind of counteracts everything I just said, but they have this crucial season stretch against the Rangers and Astros, and they play the vast majority of it at home. I think they can probably put together enough of a streak, and I, I do like their starting pitching, uh, especially health-wise. They are the youngest and healthiest of the starting rotation, and I think I will take that assurance out of the three right now. Zach Kreiser of Yahoo Sports curling the sports zone. All right, on to the National League wild card we go. Let's start with the Diamondbacks, uh, who start today barely in the final playoff spot. You know, can they just basically get by here with two reliable starting pitchers and an inconsistent bullpen? Maybe. I, I think, uh, you know, if you're looking at main competition, the closest competition, I should say, right now is Cincinnati Reds, who – probably have even less of a reliable pitching staff. So, sure, yeah, Zongbeck can, can beat that. Uh, Miami and San Francisco have sort of the opposite situation where they have a lot of pitching and the hitting isn't always there. Uh, I do think the Diamondbacks win games in a lot of ways. I, I think it's interesting to watch them run the bases and take extra bases and really make the most of every single hit they get. Uh, we saw them almost rally back against the Mets last night after a rough pitching game. So I think they have enough to do it. I would probably still pick them out of this group. I, you know, They have the second-best run differential so far of the, the four teams racing for that final wild-card spot to the Giants. And the Giants just have not really looked up to it recently, and I, I don't believe in the Giants' offense enough to – say yeah i think they'll come back and get them it's it's obviously within a game and a half with four of these teams so any injury any cold streak could uh, totally do in any of these teams but out of the group i i do still think i like the diamondbacks to hold on don't sleep on the phillies uh something you wrote about recently tell us tell us why we shouldn't be sleeping on the phillies the Phillies are a Dave Dombrowski team, and that means they are top heavy. Uh, in, in the regular season, that has some risks. I mean, it, it, it leads to ups and downs in a way that, you know, the Dodgers don't seem to ever have. They're, the Dodgers' 27th guy in the organization is really, really good, and the Phillies is not. Uh, but when you narrow it down to postseason competition and you have the entire lineup chock full of Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, Trey Turner, and JT Realmuto, that group is, uh, for one, they got Trey Turner hitting again. Uh, he's on an absolute mm -hmm. hot streak to end all hot streaks. And I think when you look forward to October, you narrow down those rosters to it's going to be the best nine guys every day and the best you know, three or four pitchers, that really brings the Phillies up to the same level with some teams that have far better records than them. I think we saw them, you know, lose the series but go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Braves this week, and I I would anticipate they will give 
either the Braves, the Dodgers, somebody a really, really good run for their money, if not totally beat them in October. Okay, the Cubs. Other than Justin Steele, who's been my Cy Young pick for weeks, by the way, I've been you know preaching this for you know, at least a month. Anyway, other than him, do they have enough starting pitching for 18 more days? For 18 more days, sure. I, I think they'll they can make that work. I you know, Adbert Alvarez, one of their best relievers, just went on the IL, which is a, a little worrisome. But I, I think their best two starters beyond Steele, you know, you Jamison Tyon is the the next name that comes to mind. But I think you could make a case that right now the, the best pitchers for them beyond Steele are Javier Assad and Jordan Wicks, two guys who were not in the yeah. rotation to start the season, were not in the rotation uh, two months ago. Uh, they've both been pitching really well. Uh, Assad's a little bit of a like late bloomer, never a huge prospect guy, but he's in his age 25 season, and he kind of fits the mold of some of the more successful Cubs starters. He he gets ground balls. He gets weak contact. He has really good command and uses that to his advantage. And so far, he's got a 3.10 ERA uh, across 95 and two-thirds innings this year, uh, only nine starts. But those nine starts have been really good. And Jordan Wicks is a big prospect. He came up. He's made four starts with a 1.99 ERA. Uh, I don't know exactly what his inning threshold is for them this year, but I would expect that they're planning to use him as much as they feasibly can down the stretch. And if, if you go into the playoffs, which I think the Cubs will make the playoffs, I think there's got to be some consideration of, is it Steele, Wicks, Assad, Bio? You know, what's that rotation look like? I, I think with those younger guys, you'll, you'll probably want to run four men instead of a try to circle through a three man. But uh, I, I think they have enough to make it. I, I don't think they have enough to to really compete hard with the Dodgers, Braves, and Phillies. Talking Major League Baseball, Zach Kreiser from Yahoo Sports. You mentioned the, the Reds and the Giants. Let me ask you one thing specifically about the Marlins. Are they just kind of cooked without Sandy Alcantara and Jorge Soler, maybe the, possibly the rest of the season? You know, Alcantara wasn't having his best year, which is kind of an understatement. He was having a pretty bad year by his standards. Uh, so I don't know that over 18 games it's necessarily going to doom them that Alcantara's not there. I, I think the Solaire entry might be a bigger deal in that he was such a huge piece of their power threat. They, extend, they, you know, they accentuated that as a deadline with Jake Berger, who has helped, and Josh Bell. But I, I don't know that they quite have the firepower there best pitcher had been or most consistent veteran pitcher had been Jesus Lozardo, and he got lit up the other night. So they're kind of running out of opportunities to step on the gas and make this work. And I, I think you're, you're right that if they're going to do it, they need it to be a, you know, this pitcher, that pitcher, this pitcher, just a run of good starts and losing Alcantara diminishes their chances of putting those all together, even though he wasn't necessarily at his best. Okay, last up. I, I, I want to counter your don't sleep on the Phillies with don't sleep on the Brewers. Uh, they have good okay. pitching, starter, starters and relievers. Uh, they play excellent defense. Their offense has improved since the trade deadline, and they have an elite manager. Am I crazy to think that the NL team with the best chance to beat the Braves would be the Brewers? 
No, definitely not crazy. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just saw the Brewers this week. I'm working on a story about Craig Council, who I totally agree is an elite manager, and I definitely think he will get the most out of his team, which you characterize correctly. It's an amazing pitching staff, a dicey offense that has been better lately, and I think the most encouraging thing, you know, we saw the near no-hitter from Corbin Burns at Yankee Stadium but I think the most encouraging thing was Brandon Woodruff a couple of days later going right. out for a complete game shutout. Uh, he has missed a good chunk of the season with injury. So to see him fully, uh, you know, healthy and in complete peak form, uh, I think that's a, a really big sign that the Brewers will be dangerous. I mean, and the other thing that you mentioned, I'll just put some names and faces on the bullpen beyond Devin Williams, who everyone knows about. They have just produced another crop of relievers yeah. with ridiculous stuff. Uh, Joel Pyant and Abner Uribe are the two that people may not know, who I would expect you will know uh, in about a month. Good stuff, Zach. We, I'm sure we'll be checking back over the next few weeks. Thanks much. Thank you. Zach Kreiser, Yahoo Sports, read all his stuff, which is uh, a lot, and he's working on that Craig Council story you just talked about there. And uh, will Council be back as the Brewers manager? He is a, quote, free agent uh, at the end of the year. Next segment, phone call time, general discussion. If you want to get in, 602-260-1060. Also, we'll get to today's local roundup. That'll include a uh, New York Giants injury update heading into the game on Sunday against the Cardinals kind of a new york giants injury update for this week i'll explain when i come back and in addition to that we'll get into the diamondbacks lost last night one in four now this season against the lowly new york mets the diamondbacks have pounded bad teams and rarely beat the uh, elite teams in series this year but they can't beat the mets they need to win the next couple of days we'll get into that a little bit in the next segment too time pending you're listening to Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Cast Lux HD2 100.7. AM 1060 is the home to the Dan Patrick Show, the Doug Gottlieb Show, and Sports Map Radio. Catch all the sports content here on AM 1060. It's time for today's local roundup. Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Kiss Lux HD 2 100.7. In addition to the local roundup, it is phone call time 602 260 1060. Get your phone calls in a couple of moments. First up, some local roundup here. And, uh, first up, the Cardinals. Uh, they, uh, the point spread changed again on Tuesday. They went from five-and-a-half to four-point underdogs after the Giants were embarrassed on Sunday night, by the, uh, Sunday night by the Cowboys. But now the Cardinals, in the last 24 hours, are back to five-and-a-half-point underdogs in that game Sunday, the season opener, home opener uh, for the Cardinals in Glendale. The Giants received some good and okay news on Monday. First up, starting left tackle Andrew Thomas. This is good news. Uh, He's been ruled fine after an MRI on his uh, ailing hamstring. He actually suffered that hamstring injury during the blocked field goal in the first moments of that game or the first drive of that game uh, Sunday night against Dallas. 
Oddly, he stayed in the game until the second half, which was weird because that game was pretty much over at halftime. He's questionable, it appears, for this week. They don't have to really designate anything until Friday officially. But the fact that he's at least not out for a long time uh, was an encouraging step yesterday for the Giants. Meanwhile, the Diamondbacks, they're 1-4 this season against the Mets. Ryan Nelson uh, delivered for him a rare bad road start. And the Diamondbacks failed in clutch situations in a 7-4 loss at City Field. Nelson entered her last night with a 318 road earned run average and 38 strikeouts away from home. Last night he was bad. Uh, he gave up uh, seven hits, two walks, you know, six runs, uh, two strikeouts, and uh, you know, just three. Excuse me, four and one third innings. Uh, as I mentioned, he'd been good on the road during the season, even before they sent him back to AAA. He was good on the road. He's terrible at Chase Field so far this season from start to finish, or at least to this point. Meanwhile, the Diamondbacks offense, one run in five innings against rookie right-hander Jose Buto, uh, who allowed just one run and uh, two hits. And uh, he did walk three, but he struck out his uh, career-high seven over those five innings. Also, the Diamondbacks, who have not been uh, good offensively really since July the 1st. They were bad again with runners in scoring position last night. Two for ten. Uh, they left uh, you know, seven runners on base in that game. Uh, excuse me, nine runners on base in that game last night. Personnel news, Jake McCarthy's back again, recalled from Reno. He pinch it last night, grounded into an inning-inning double play in the sixth inning. Uh, for two years, I've been saying that McCarthy is nothing more than a fourth outfielder. Uh, to uh, the corresponding move the Diamondbacks made yesterday is the option paid Paven Smith, who's another mediocre at best player, and uh, they moved him back to Reno. Up next, the weather forecast for today, at least not favorable in Queens as of uh, about 8 o'clock this morning when I last looked. Uh, the Diamondbacks need to lead. They needed to win these next two days against the Mets. Zach Gallon pitching today, Merrill Kelly pitching tomorrow. Uh, because Gallon and Kelly are pitching the next two days, they're not scheduled to pitch any of the three-game series this weekend at home against the Cubs. But they should be in line to start next week at home against the Giants. All right, on to the phone lines we go. Matt and Phoenix. Hi, Matt. Bob, how you doing? I'm good, thanks. Good. That must be the only team the Mets have a winning record against this year. God knows well, they you would, you would know. Um, real quick, uh, I know you mentioned Craig Council being a free agent. Does the acquisition of one David Stearns potentially lead him to the Mets? I don't know. You tell me, is Buck on the hot seat or not? I keep hearing different stuff. I don't know that he's on the hot seat, um, but I think if – I think if Cohen could get a, a young, you know, established manager who has a relationship with a guy in the front office, I think Buck only signed a three-year deal, um, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So um, could be the last year of his contract. I think he would make the move. Yeah, they also have some. They have some interesting young talent. Well, those guys, they got a bunch of dudes up there now. Other than Alvarez, who do you like? They do. Um. I kind of like Maybe. well, I, <laughs> I kind of like um, Budo, um, the pitcher that threw last night a little bit. Um, yeah, you know, as, a, yeah. as a back end rotation guy, um, nothing, nothing in the front end of the rotation. They really need pitching help. Um, yeah, they do. 
So I, I know they're going to be in like all 29 other teams, I guess, on the Japanese kid who's coming over. So um, yeah. I'm not sure on Brett Beatty. Uh, I know the defense is obviously a, a major question, but he's hit at every level. So uh, maybe just some more at bats um, for him. How about the dude? How about the dude that hit the home run last night? Um. I'll be honest with you, Bob. I've been working overtime, so I didn't watch the game. That's fine. At all. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't have the name handy. I'd have to look it up. Okay. But uh, yeah, he's uh, supposedly one of their better prospects, and people have been waiting for him to show up for a while. Uh, Ronnie Mauricio. Long... That is correct. Yeah. Uh, he had a long uh, home run last night. Maybe another positionless guy. That's that's the issue with some of these position players. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know where he's going to play. Um, but I think there's some, I think there's a skill set there uh, offensively for sure. Yeah, it was certainly uh, that's the first time I've really seen him play. I've watched the Mets for weeks uh, until if, last night. Nor no. should you, if you yeah, if you well, want to watch good baseball, that's definitely not that's on, true. On the, Actually, the last two nights, and then I'll be watching the next two days. I'm a little pretty concerned that they're not going to play today, however, because of the weather. Yeah, absolutely. So, Speaking of good baseball, the, I'm kind of obviously that would mean a, that would mean a doubleheader tomorrow because the, yeah. they they do have another trip to New York, but because uh, they got to go play the Yankees in the next right. a couple of weeks now. But I can't imagine that they can. I don't know what the Mets schedule is. I doubt if they can fit in a makeup game in New York yeah, when they're playing the tough, playing yeah. the Yankees. Yeah. Speaking of uh, bad baseball, I'm completely over the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, yeah. That team well, is just wildly. Never been, never, I know. I know. Yeah, I've never. Been, I've never been in. <laughs> I, I, wildly inconsistent all over the diamond. Um, you know, poor decision making. The manager seems clueless at times. Um, yep. And I have a, I have a very small future on them. Um, and I'm actually rooting against it. I, I don't want to watch them in the playoffs. Oh, I don't either. That's really a good. I like their starting pitching. I mean, it's yeah. weird because before this year, they had, you know, their offense was good. Uh, I thought that their other parts of their team were kind of overrated, but totally their agree. offense was good. And now I like their starting pitching, and I wonder if they're going to score runs and they don't uh, do the attention to detail things well enough to win games. Well, they've been bad against quality right-handed pitching for a while now so mm-hmm. um yeah i'm certainly rooting against uh, my money and, and i just i just don't want to see them in the playoffs um real quickly on football bob um is vic fangio going to get this miami defense up to his usual standards or there's just too many issues in the secondary long term for them to play well there might be. I'm not sure. Okay. One game is kind of a weird, wonky. Of uh, that was a strange game the other day. Very. You know, I don't understand. I'll never understand why the Chargers played like man-to-man against the Dolphins all the time, seemingly, and just got trashed. Yeah, so I think that uh, the Chargers realized that they had to score, and you know, Kellen Moore is already being criticized for having his uh, defense on the field too long because they scored too quickly. Uh, so yeah, I, I have no idea I, that, that I'm going to just, I kind of throw that game out. Cause I don't think I really okay. learned anything about either team. I know that two was great, but you know, is yep. he going to play 17 games? Uh, I have no idea. I, you know, I can't make any assumptions out of that game on either side. How about criticizing Brandon Staley? who's supposed to be a defensive coordinator um, and his defense has right. gotten worse every single year he's been there. 
Yeah, I've been doing that since like the first yeah. day he was there. I just don't understand. I didn't understand why he came back from year two, yep. year you know, you know, now year three, and then you know, I would have just you know, why are you playing man to man so frequently against the guys that are just burning you, you know, on a frequent basis here? I don't, I, I have no I idea what's Sean going on Payton with the Chargers. Was a perfect fit for that that team and that organization, but. Um, I think he did too. I think Sean Payton thought that too. <laughs> so, <laughs> seriously, absolutely seriously. Okay, Appreciate good stuff, Matt. Oh, yes, thank you. All right, we'll get to some more baseball, I'm sure, during the extra point. So stay tuned for that. Uh, the Diamondbacks uh, barely hanging on right now in the uh, final wild card spot. Uh, so they're one game ahead of the Reds and one game ahead of the Marlins who I don't take either of them terribly seriously, even though we're 18 days from the end of the regular season, so maybe I should be. Uh, I'm sorry. It was Yeah, and also the Giants are in there. But I, you watch the Giants some days, and you wonder if they're ever going to score, including last night at home against the Guardians when they lost that game. All right, next segment, we'll wrap up the Sports Zone National Roundup. We'll get to a, a potpourri of things. And then we'll uh, turn it over to Kayla, hosting the extra point at the top of the hour from 10 to noon. Uh, right now, you're listening to Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Cast Lux HD2 100.7. Interact with Bob Kemp's poll question on KDUS1060.com. That's KDUS1060.com. And while you're there, check out Bob Kent's bottom line at KDUS1060.com. It's time for today's National Roundup. Welcome back. Final segment of today's Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Cast Lux HD2 100.7. Rapid fire stuff here. Let's start with uh, some rip from the headlines and combination of that and from the wire. First up, the Packers will not receive uh, a first-round pick from the Jets. Uh, you know, the performance-based incentives in that trade based on Aaron Rodgers' snaps, etc. So obviously that's not going to happen, but uh, it looks like they might get a second-round pick depending on which network you listened to last night, and I didn't have time to – Check out all the particulars personally. Sorry about that, but they're not going to get a first-round pick for Rodgers. Meanwhile, the Seahawks actually signed Jason Peters. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. They lost both their starting tackles uh, in the uh, during that loss against the Rams on Sunday. So it appears that at least one of them is not going to play. So the 41-year-old Jason Peters, and I'm not a Hall of Fame guy. I think there's too many guys in the NFL Hall of Fame, but it kinda, I can actually make a case that Jason Peters, after he gets done playing, should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but uh, 41 years old, not sure if he's at that level now. Meanwhile, the Panthers, J.C. Horn out again. He missed the majority of last season. He's going to miss multiple weeks with an injury that he suffered in the opener against Atlanta. From college football, Ryan Day said on Tuesday that Kyle McCorr uh, Kyle McCord will be the starting quarterback for the rest of the season. He also, in his next sentence, Day said that uh, he still plans on uh, playing Devin Brown. Uh, maybe he said that to prevent Brown from leaving the program, which had been talked about if he didn't have the starting quarterback job. Meanwhile, uh, around Major League Baseball, Yandy Diaz, uh, an injury that no guy would like to have. I'm just going to kind of leave it at that. Uh, and uh, the uh, Rays' first baseman, 
Uh, I think it's safe to say he's out for at least today, a little while. Hopefully not for the rest of the regular season. Meanwhile, Padres starting pitcher Hugh Darvish has been shut down for the remainder of the season. Bob Nelvin announced that yesterday. Uh, He's got an elbow problem. This looks like uh, there's been a lot of bad contracts signed in baseball the last few years. Darvish for another few years until he's like 40 years old. And I'm not exaggerating too much on that if I'm exaggerating at all. That might be one of the worst contract extensions in recent years. Last night, Major League Baseball, the Astros lost again to the Athletics. Talked about it with Zach Kreiser earlier in the hour. Last night was Shane Langoliers uh, hitting a home run. And uh, they beat Justin Verlander. Uh, they beat Verlander and Framber Valdez the last two days. Uh, tonight, or you know, today or tonight, I don't know. If, I'm, my apologies. I don't know if that's a day or a night game today. Game three of that series. Hunter Brown, the youngster, goes for the Astros. He's been really up and down. He's either dominant or out of the game early. Goes against Paul Blackburn as uh, they try to lose, avoid losing three consecutive games. And as I mentioned with Zach earlier in the hour, uh, the Astros amazingly are a 500 team at home this season, which is just bizarre. Uh, there's usually not many teams that are that good that don't have a dominant home record. They have a dominant road record. Uh, and uh, 500 at home on the season for the defending World Series champion Houston Astros. All right, stay tuned. Next two hours, it's the Extra Point hosted by Kayla. That will include, among many things, more phone call time, 602-260-1060. This has been the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp. Thanks for listening and stay tuned. Stay tuned.